Welcome to the Even the Rocks podcast, where we believe that just like the rocks cry out proclaiming Jesus as our Savior, our symptoms cry out to help us support our temple. I'm Lindsay. And I am Danielle, and we are your hosts here. We are both nutritional therapy practitioners with a biblical worldview, and within this podcast, we will teach you the way God created our bodies to be innately intelligent. You will be pointed to Jesus and understand how to support your body best. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Even the Rocks podcast. We are talking about meals and we kind of had this idea where when we were talking through the episodes, you know, what actually matters? What are things that people think about when it comes to healthy meals and healthy eating and a healthy lifestyle? And so we're going to talk about dieting meals and what non-dieting diet meals really actually look like and might be composed of. So by the end of this episode, we hope that you would be able to look at your plate and create a plate that is balanced, healthy, and makes you feel satisfied. So, um, if you listen to our last episode, um, about like lifestyle, healthy lifestyle, um, and if you haven't watched us on YouTube or Rumble yet, you probably should because Millie is making, um, her appearance known. Like she knew when we were recording and then when we stopped recording, she went and lay down. <laughs> yep. So, um, again. she's back. She wants some attention. She wants to be part of the show. Um, All right, there we go. She's going to go to Okay, good. All right, yeah, meals are so important. And, you know, I, y'all know I specialize in digestion. And the way that our body breaks down food, there are certain steps throughout our body as it's breaking down food. And did you know that you need protein to start off digestion? You need carbs, you need fat for different steps of your digestive system. And, you know, a lot of times whenever I work with clients, it can be something their their lifelong digestive dysfunction that they've been struggling with myself included could all just be because we're not eating proper meals at the proper timing and not like the proper time throughout your day, but eating the proper meals and the proper things that are included in that meal to help your digestive process. Yeah. And so, you know, like I keep thinking, I just saw this, um, this meme or whatever online and it said, you know, people are like, well, what do I eat now? And someone wrote down, well, if it was, if it was available in 1900, it was, it's probably acceptable. Um, and that's a good point because as I, you know, I was just, we were sitting here recording in a mor- on a morning and I didn't eat breakfast before I came down here to start recording because I take thyroid medicine and you can't eat within the hour of taking your thyroid medicine and you can't have calcium within that, a certain window of taking your thyroid medicine. And, you know, I, I FaceTimed my husband from the basement and said, Hey, can you help me like get me some protein for breakfast? And he's like, well, what do you want? And I said, well, a hard boiled egg, but I don't have time for that. So then, um, I was like, well, a bar. And I started thinking like, oh crap, I don't have any bars in my house anymore because most of those bars are created with ingredients that I don't, that were not, that are not acceptable to me anymore. Um, there are a few and like one of my favorite bars, honestly, is the perfect bar. Um, it is all food. It is all like just a bunch of food crumbled up into a bar and it's delicious. It's got healthy fats, healthy everything. And the actual macronutrient balance in them is you can't, it, like, it's almost replicable, replicated in a well-balanced whole meal kind of thing. Um, but 
I know I have some dairy-free people that are actually allergic to dairy and they can't eat those. So if that's a problem for you, that would be something to watch out for. You know, and my thing with those bars is how long have they been packaged? Yep. Because we know that everything breaks down. And so whenever something like a fruit, if you, you know, I used to love the Lara bars. They're mm -hmm. five ingredients. They're super clean. They don't have a bunch of junk in them. But I, I now know that even those Lara bars, after the fruit is being broken down over time while it's, you know, it's being packaged and then it's sitting on the pack on the shelf for however long that fruit is actually increasing its sugar content it the the label on your on your bar the sugar content of it is whenever it was packaged not necessarily 5 months down the road or however long it's been sitting on that shelf before or even before it was shipped to the store how long has that fruit been breaking down creating more sugar content in your body um yeah. so that's i love bars like i like i said i love lara bars but it's hard to know how much the sugar content is, how much sugar content is actually in that bar. Absolutely. So our, like, I think like we would both agree. Our blanket statement is if it comes from a plant and comes from an animal directly, like if it's that direct product, eat it. Um, if it is a product of an animal or a product or processed from a plant, probably stay away, steer clear from it. Um, so that's like the easiest, I guess, way to say everything, but that doesn't make it easy when you're thinking about, um, you know, like quick meals, like how do we prepare quick meals? We, we all live a busy life and sitting there and being, I'm sorry, but you know, when we were first in quarantine and I was making my own homemade sourdough bread, uh, like we all like we're making bread and all these things. I don't have time for that anymore. Like now that we're out of quarantine, now that we're doing all these things, I can't, I can't make, I mean, I could make the time, don't get me wrong, but I don't want to make the time for it. So I prefer to use different, like different methods of making sure that I do have whole sources of foods in my house and on our plates at night and throughout the day. So something else I would think about too, is like dieting meals does not mean salads. No. Dieting, like, and I don't Especially if you have thyroid issues. Yeah. Um, yes. And well, let's get into that in just a second, but salads, if you are, and we're trying to say non-diet diet foods, meaning like we want to steer clear of what dieting culture has created in us of what we should be eating versus actually what is healthy. Let's just say you run to, um, uh, I'm just trying to think of a restaurant off the top of my head. And I can't think of one at the moment. McAllister's. Okay. Let's say you're running to McAllister's. And you go, and you instead of getting a baked potato, like their loaded baked potato with chicken and whatever else, you decide to get the salad because the salad is healthier. And because you were healthy, you get a cookie alongside that, right? Or that little dessert thing. That salad plus the dressing is probably and likely more calorically dense than the baked potato. potato that you would get that actually has meat and has like whole ingredients on it. And you would probably be more satisfied. Like, oh, good, I just had a whole meal. And maybe you wouldn't even be able to finish that whole big spud uh, that you get from there. So a salad, I want you to look at a salad. And most restaurants now have their caloric, the calorie numbers next to the foods. And um, you're going to see that a, that a salad, even at McDonald's, is more than getting just a regular cheeseburger. 
So not that McDonald's is great, but I'm just trying to say a salad does not mean healthy. No. And you know, green leafy vegetables. I, I, y'all, I used to love eating. I used to eat salads because I knew they were healthier. And like, you know, I was always that person who not culture wise, but I remember even as a child, I remember being very young, like four or five. And my mom would tell me McDonald's is bad for you. And so in my, my thinking, I don't want something bad for me. I am going to throw a fit every time somebody tries to take me to McDonald's. So I think probably my mom told me McDonald's is bad for you whenever she didn't want to run to McDonald's one day. (laughs) But I took that as McDonald's is bad. And I am a very black and white. I see very minimal gray in the world. And so McDonald's is bad. I am never eating anything from McDonald's. Their water is bad for me. I am not going to McDonald's ever. And so that's been my thinking. I have always been very health conscious. Like I said, even as a young child, if I had, uh, like now I like cookies. I like candy. I hate cake. I think cake is disgusting. Um, but I like those sweet things. I really, I do love candy, but if I had a table spread full of things, I was always going to go to the vegetables because I want to be healthy because it's something that matters to me. That is something that is very, I'm very intentional about being healthy. But my problem, the reason I had so many health issues that I didn't even think about being health issues because, you know, as a young kid, whenever I started having my digestive dysfunction, my mom took me to the doctor and they said, well, she eats vegetables. So she's healthy. So in my brain, I always took that as I am healthy. No matter my symptoms, no matter what's going on in my body, I am healthy because of the way I eat. Yeah. Now I know, no, just because you ate vegetables, just because you like all vegetables doesn't mean you're healthy. I wouldn't eat meat, not because I was like a vegan or vegetarian. I just didn't, if I was gonna grab a quick meal, literally y'all, even as a child, My dad's the same way. Even like if I'm in a hurry, I'm not, I'm that kind of person who I'm not just going to run to a fast food restaurant. I would rather find the closest Walmart, go to the produce section, grab a couple, you know, grab a bag of sugar snap peas or grab some carrots and eat a fruit and a carrot or some peas. And I'd be good for the meal. And so that's what I did when I was in a hurry. And I remember being in nursing school and all my friends would be like, oh, Lindsay's not going to go out to eat with us because she's just going to go, she's just going to go get her produce. And that's what I would do. I still liked meat, but I didn't eat meat regularly. And so even though I was eating things that people, people claimed were healthy, my body wasn't responding to it because the process of digestion needs all of your macronutrients to be able to break down those vegetables, to be able to break down that fruit. And so those healthy foods were hurting me. Yeah. And I think that like for me, as you were talking, I do remember a time period, not on purpose really, but I think I quit eating um, red meat and I quit eating like meat period. And I ate, there was a period of time where like my dad cooked, my dad and mom, but mostly my dad would like home cook everything. Um, Everything was either, you know, from we put it up from you know last season's garden or whatever that kind of thing and we had butchered meat in the in the freezer always but 
I started thinking about it. I remember a time period when I don't remember if it was in high school or middle school where I went through this thing where I would only eat lemon pepper chicken and my dad would make um, lemon pepper chicken in the oven every night for me. And I would do, I would eat beans and I would eat all my vegetables and very similar. We didn't go through fast food very often um, as a kid. Like that was a treat or a very rare delicacy. We would go to a sit down, like a mom and pop sit down restaurant instead of going out to fast food. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I think that just that idea of now knowing that I have thyroid issues, knowing that I've had them probably for God knows how long, because I, it took my first miscarriage to know that I had a, an under or an underactive thyroid. And so, you know, we always think people always tell us, and I say people in general, like marketing and society and like what you see on social media that you need to have, you need to get your vitamins and minerals from fruits and vegetables. That is absolutely true. So that you do get vitamins and minerals from fruits and vegetables, but you can get almost exactly the same from a variety of proteins Yeah, from having a different, like having red meat and white meat and um, venison and like any, uh, like your dairy protein, like all of that is going to have all of those micronutrients. And guess what? Like this was something cool that I learned in the NTA was that like, there's a reason that our salad dressings are supposed to have fat in them so that we can, like, our vegetables don't come with fat, right? Like, they don't come with fat or enough fat, usually, to absorb those fat-soluble vitamins. Meat is an all-in-one, or your meat, like your um, uh, animal product, meat, um, comes with the right amount of fat right? to absorb all of those micronutrients, all those vitamins and minerals that are in that meat. And I so, you think know, that meat that says lean meat, that's not healthier for you. It's, well, yeah. They say the word lean so that you think, oh, lean, this means I'm going to be skinnier whenever I eat this. No, lean doesn't necessarily mean it's more healthy. Yeah. And so for me, like I do eat, I do buy those leaner meats because I do not have a gallbladder and I struggle with portion control with my fats. So for me, if I, when I buy those lean meats and use those, and this is how I kind of like work with some of my clients that also have similar issues or whatever, I will say, if you're going to buy the lean meats, great. Like that helps you know that you like legit have a solid protein source. Excellent. Uh. So then we talk about, well, what are we going to eat with that? So you can control the type of fat and the flavor and so like let's just say you're gonna have a steak like a sirloin steak which is a leaner cut of red meat right so you're gonna have sirloin steak what are you gonna have with it because it does need some fat in order to absorb that all those minerals well some people are like oh well a sweet potato sounds good with butter and cinnamon bingo you controlled your fat source so that is something that i think too is that you know, when you're looking, I know we've talked about this before, like the Jimmy Dean sausage, when you're looking for meat source, look for a source that the protein is, if you are, you know, like really trying to start, like look and make worry about your physique and really get your digestion going and so forth. Look for a meat that is higher in protein than it is in fat and carbs, which there should be no carbs in your meat. But every, even at your butcher, if you're going to the butcher, um, we butchered um, a quarter of a cow recently. And they asked me, what fat content do you want? 
I told them exactly what I wanted. Um, and like, don't knock going in on um, a cow with somebody, even if it's, you can actually Google farmers that are looking for people to purchase a cow or a pig or whatever. And if you can't afford a quarter of a cow, that's, that's a legit thing. Find somebody to go with you in halves on a quarter. Is that an eighth? To get an eighth of a cow. Um, I don't know. I'm not good with math. You know what? It's going to be expensive right then. Yeah, it will be. But seriously, even if you have to pay for it on your credit card, you're still going to be saving more money than you would if you went to the grocery store every time you wanted to eat meat and bought it individually. It is so much cheaper. So much cheaper. Absolutely. And so like you can get the, like you can get nearly the exact same micronutrients in your protein that you can in your vegetables. Now, why do we need to eat vegetables? Well, hang on. I'm going to stop there for just a moment. I'm going to get there. Remind me, let's go back there in just a minute. Cause I know I'm going to get off tangent, but I want you to talk and address like these shake companies. Okay. I like these people have like a list, if you, a laundry list, like, I don't know, like the whole backside of the package is nothing yeah, but vitamins and minerals. Yep. So it, people think that they're taking a multivitamin. People yeah. think, oh, I'll go off on this tangent too, okay. because I used to love a specific, a specific brand of replacement, replacement shakes. They're not replacing anything. A lot of times multivitamins are one of the worst things that you can give your body because multivitamins are synthetic. If you take multivitamins that are synthetic and they don't include a lot of, if they don't, if they include the synthetic form of those vitamins and of those, those minerals and those nutrients, it's actually depleting your body because it's not the full food form. And so if you're taking a shake full of minerals and nutrients and all these things that are on the back, you know, it looks, Oh, this looks really clean. I need all these nutrients. It's not the full food form. And so what you're actually doing is you're depleting your body of all those, all those nutrients. Absolutely. And so, and also, so like a rule of thumb is the rule of five. If there are more than five ingredients on the back of a package, you're probably not going to absorb, I mean, like on a shake specifically, like, you know, a nutrient thing. If there's more than five ingredients on the back of that package, you likely are not going to absorb most of that. And there has to be some form of preservative in there if it is a food base. And even if it's not, it still needs to have a shelf life for you. So you're, again, you're not going to absorb all that. I know there's a company, it's like 140 some dollars a month for a shake and you're not going to absorb much of those ingredients. And so it's depleting you of the food that you are spending money on and eating. Right, absolutely. You know, I, whenever I was in college, like I said before, I was always health conscious. I always was trying to take care of my health and want to be the best health I possibly could. And so whenever I was in college, I was a busy college student. My last, the last thing I had time for was to go out to eat. And I, I lived at home because I am very money cautious as well. And so I wanted to save all the money I possibly could. So I went to a podunk little community college so I could live at home. And so I was in town, I was working in town. I was there for probably like 16 hours a day. And then I would drive home and sleep and go back, back the next day. And so I wanted to be healthy. So I was drinking two shakes a day 
because it was healthier than the fast food that I could be going to. And I, I bought into, Oh, well, it's all these, it's all these minerals. It's all these vitamins. Like it's super good for you. It's high in protein. And so I was like, well, I mean, I wasn't obviously wasn't educated back then like I am now, but I was like, yeah, I want to be healthy. And so this is healthy. Everybody on the pictures and everybody that takes it is super buff and they're super clean and they're, you know, they're lean. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this because it's benefiting my body. And if I buy them in the huge canisters, it's cheaper than going to fast food. So that's what I'm going to do. And I didn't realize it was stripping me of everything that I actually was eating whenever I would eat food. I did that for three years. Yeah. And like with the current situation of like viruses and people thinking about taking all these other, you know, these supplements and these vitamins and things like I know I'm just I'm not going to say it because I don't want to get flagged or anything. But, you know, the 19 virus or whatever um, they're saying like and it's true. Zinc works. Um, Vitamin D. Get that from the sun. Sit in the sun 20 minutes a day. If you don't have that, there's vitamin D. Okay, y'all, I'm going to go off on my vitamin D tangent real quick. Go for it. Vitamin D is actually a hormone. So let's say you've read about birth control and you're like, whoa, synthetic hormones are bad. I am staying away from hormonal, hormonal birth control, like, or synthetic birth control. I am not doing that because I don't want to mess up my hormones. Okay. In your digestive system, you have a hormone. Vitamin D is an actual hormone. Why they call it vitamin D? I don't know. It, that pisses me off. Vitamin D is a hormone. The sun hits your body and your body, if you have proper fat, if your body is emulsifying that fat and utilizing that fat to be able to use it to absorb things and to be able to function properly, that fat is going to absorb the vitamin D from the sun and then it is going to synthesize it within your body and create that hormone. You need that hormone for your health. You need that hormone for your immune system. You need that hormone because all of your hormones, I know people just say the word hormone and they automatically think like your reproductive hormones and your your periods, but hormones are so much more than that. So when you are getting vitamin D from the sun, you are not only supporting your immune system, but you are also balancing out your reproductive hormones. So if you have a hormonal imbalance and you take vitamin D supplements, you are actually disrupting your female reproductive, your reproductive system. So vitamin D in a pretty little bottle, even if it's the most organic, even if it's you know, whatever, we actually get vitamin D from the sun. That is, we, we also get vitamin D from the cattle that synthesizes and gets vitamin D from the sun. We also get vitamin D from plants that we eat because those plants got vitamin D from the sun. So we can get those from food options, but a pretty little bottle that has vitamin D in it, that's a synthetic hormone and disrupting all of your hormones throughout your whole body. Absolutely. And like, that's, that's okay. So let's move into that next thing is like, we went to shakes. Now let's do supplements. Let's talk about supplements, supplement. Both of us are, um, you know, certified practitioners that are um, able to work with some of the best of the best companies and the best, I mean, they're pharmaceutical, they're pharmaceuticals basically, honestly. And, um, but they are just grade. Yep. They are pharmaceutical. They're not, they're not your, sugar pill that you can buy at Walmart and Target. Right. 
So, and we do utilize supplementing with some of our clients and for a period of time, for an actual purpose to get rid and get down to the root cause, like supporting the body. And like, typically if you're deficient in something, you don't need that thing. You need the cofactor to go with that. So we're like, we really work hard with understanding your body at the very, very cellular structure. So we do utilize supplements, but there is no magic supplement that's going to fix you. There is no, just like there's no magic pill. Like, I think people can get over that. Like there's no magic pill, like no magic pill to fix us. But some people think that there's a magic supplement that is going to fix us as well. Yeah. When really, you know, and your body is what does the healing. No, your body, every cell, that is what your mitochondria is created to do. Your mitochondria is the powerhouse of your body. If you're sick, if you have ailments, if you have autoimmune, if your body is not, is not doing what, what is health quote unquote healthy, that is because your mitochondria at the cellular level is not doing what it is supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's not that you're deficient in some supplement. You're not deficient in whatever you're wanting to be taking. The problem is, is your body is not functioning properly. Yep. And so, you know, I, I am always going to say like supplement wise, you should always be taking liver. But now, now think about this. I, I do take a liver supplement. It is, it's liver that's beef liver that's been dehydrated, ground up and put into a capsule. So it's basically liver jerky mm-hmm. that I'm not chewing. Right. So Yes, it is in a bottle, but it, it really is just liver jerky. It's a food. I take it as a supplement. Yes. But that right there, liver is the absolute best quality food you can eat. Liver. And let's talk about liver for a moment because this is where bioindom. Yes. Yes. My favorite organ and my favorite thing to make sure I have in my life. Um, so bioindividuality, we talk about this all the time. Liver is great for everybody. Let's be real. However, I have something in my body and I forget the actual terminology, but I don't process liver the way it should. So let's really? say I take what? Really? Yeah. So listen to this. So when I take liver, beef liver, I have to, so let's just say like the company that both, um, Lindsay and I love to use as ancestral supplements and we'll put a link down below. And I think you have a 10% off coupon, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Um, we'll put that in the link below, but that is like, we love, I mean, I love all of their supplements, but so let's talk about liver. The dosage, it says six capsules. If I were to take six capsules in one day, I feel like I have ants crawling throughout my body and I cannot sleep. Like it's worse than caffeine. And there is a link to that and people that can't process estrogen and get estrogen out of their bodies. Hello. I have issues with that. So the, what I do is when I take liver, I take, I don't, I took liver when I was sick with the 19 virus. Okay. And I did that. I could only, I still could only manage four of the capsules and it had to be done before three o'clock in the afternoon. I could not take it any longer. Um, But so I use that with my kids and myself, my husband, everybody. But what I do on the regular though, is I alternate taking beef organs that has liver in it. So I take like 
half of the dose of that, I take beef blood. I take blood vitality. Um, I did that as a prep preparation because I knew we're going to get sick. It's fall. Everybody's going to get sick with something, right? It's back uh -huh. to school, all of that. So blood vitality. When you take the supplements, they should represent what you actually want to support your body to do naturally. So like the liver, the liver should be Supporting your liver. Supporting because the liver. like supports like. Yes. Meaning the organ that you're consuming is going to support that organ in your body. Yep. But for me, because I have so much estrogen in my body that and so much testosterone in my body, and I am actually on medicine for it as well to help like my liver push it out, I have to be very, very careful with adding more stress or more of that of that liver, the, the minerals from the, you know, the livers and the vitamins and things in, because it just sends me like through the roof and energy wise. And, um, I, there's, I could probably run, honestly run a marathon after taking a full dose of, you know, I, I can't take a full dose of, well, and the full dose of the thyroid and the full dose of the pancreas is just one capsule. Yep. It's not, it's not six like the liver. Yeah. And so I started out just taking one pancreas whenever I like jumped on the ancestral supplements and I was like, this is amazing. I don't want to eat all these organs, but I really want the support. Yep. And so I started out taking the full dose of both of those and I couldn't handle it. Like I took one pancreas and I took one thyroid. I was freezing. Cold. Like I had all of my thyroid symptoms came back and I just thought like, okay, my thyroid, I've started supporting my thyroid better. And I just had like minimal, like a few symptoms of thyroid stuff going on. Like I knew it's genetic. I want to support my thyroid better. And, and I was having some blood sugar dysregulation symptoms. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to take the pancreas. I'm going to take the thyroid. I'll be good. And I took, I took one of each and I had every thyroid symptom that night. And I woke up in the middle of the night with blood sugar dysregulation. I was like, Whoa, yeah. my pancreas and my thyroid just like jumped into hyperdrive instantly. Yeah. And so I backed off and I have, a, I have a bottle of the pancreas and the thyroid that I have had for probably over a year because I have only been able to eat like a, you know, once a week. Yep. And that's what, like, that's what we're trying to say is that we, we understand that supplements are like helpful, but if yeah. you are using the wrong supplements, it can cause adverse reactions that could like left untouched or left unnoticed or just like for the sake of getting through symptoms. Like we understand which symptoms will support you like are like, okay, these are symptoms that mean we need to stop this protocol. These are symptoms that mean like, okay, do we need to back off a little bit or whatever? And or... This, this, these are symptoms of your body doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, whenever your liver is congested, when your liver has been congested for many years, you're going to have some side effects that aren't necessarily bad. They might not make you feel great whenever you first start to support your liver. You might feel sick. Like you might think you're feeling sick, but that's your body going through a healing reaction. Your body is doing what it's actually supposed to be doing. And so working... I don't care who you are. If you're taking supplements and you're not educated on how to take those supplements. And I, I, I feel like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth whenever I say that, because I want you to be your best health advocate. I want you to know what your body's doing. I want you to understand the, the symptoms that you're going through. I want you to understand those things. But at the same time, taking supplements can be very dangerous. If you just 
jump on Instagram and you see the next person like, oh, I take this supplement and here's my discount code. Now, now, granted, I do say that with ancestral supplements because they are whole foods. But even still, you need to understand, okay, whenever I start taking liver, my liver is going to start working the way it should be. I might start having symptoms of my liver working more. What that looks like is I might stink because your liver is finally like, I have these toxins, I got to get them out. You might start having symptoms like you're getting sick because all of the congestion, all of the pathogens that are in your liver are finally starting to be processed and move along so they can get out of your body. So working with someone that understands that as especially when you start out with new supplements, yeah. you know, just jumping, just jumping on new supplements here and there because somebody told you that they were healthy is not, it's not supporting your body. Even if it is, you know, there's, there's, there's this organic company that I see all the time. And it specifically is like kids supplements. And she looks really, she looks like she produces these great clean um, her name starts with an M. Oh, I got uh, you now. I got, I'm, I'm tracking. Yeah. But like, and they, they look, I mean, before I knew about supplements and I just thought like, oh, this company looks pretty clean. Like, and you look on the ingredients and they're clean ingredients and they don't look, you know, they're clean and they have all these great benefits to your body and they, they don't have ascorbic acid for vitamin C, you know, they have the, they have the real food form, but it's like, if your body isn't utilizing it properly, that's important. Just yeah. giving your kids vitamins, giving your kids supplements might not be helping them. It might actually be hurting their body. You know, if you're giving your kids multivitamins, please just, please don't. Yep. <laughs> it might be doing more harm than good. Now, I'm not saying listen to this podcast and be like, oh, Lindsay said not to give my kids multivitamins. I'm throwing them all away. What I'm saying is work with someone that looks at your body functionally and looks at what your body is doing throughout the whole process of your body. I am a huge advocate for it's whenever I work with my clients in specifically their digestion, I don't talk about like, Oh, well, this food will help you. This, this supplement will help you. There you go. Go on your merry way. It's more about the process of digestion. Yeah. I know it was for me specifically, like I was already doing all the things, right? I was eating the right things. I was taking the right supplements. I was doing all these different things, but the process of my digestive system was hindering me and causing me years of harm. And so it's, all about the process of what your body is doing. If you need vitamin C, if you need more vitamin C, take more vitamin C or eat foods that have vitamin C in it. But that doesn't mean that just because one of your kids needs vitamin C or just because your friend needs vitamin C, that doesn't mean you need vitamin C. Right. Especially if you're eating a lot of like citrus fruits, which I know that's stereotypical for vitamin C, but like green peppers if you can stomach and handle like green leafy vegetables if you can um i'm trying to think what else like even vinaigrette carrot green carrot greens carrot greens have more vitamin c what like one one leaf of a carrot green has like 60 oh it was something crazy astronomical and you to a whole orange that was like so you know what i do i go and buy the carrots 
that have the stem still on them. I cut it off and I make a tea and I, I drink, I, I freeze it. And then I get like a small amount of it and I drink that it's tasteless. It's green, but it's tasteless. And I drink on that for a long time. That's the way I get my vitamin C in. So I'm a big peppers girl. I love green peppers. Oh, I do not like red or orange peppers. I think they are disgusting and they're stupid. <gasps> I think no, they're, they're delicious. I, no. I don't like them. Um, so, but I will eat green peppers. I probably eat green peppers at least a few times a week. But speaking of the carrot greens, when I learned that about the vitamin C, I dehydrated um, a bunch of, of greens and um, started making chimichurri sauce with it and putting it over my steak oh. and delicious. Like it's even better than, what is it? Is I don't know. It just is so good. Like um, pesto? Sure, yeah. It, well, it's, um, it's a, like a Hispanic or South yeah. American. So it's more spicy. Um, anything spicy, like, oh, that's what I mean. Like anything spicy with capsaicin has vitamin C. So you're, you might be getting enough vitamin C, but I like where you went with the kids vitamins. So for me, I just kind of pay attention to what my kids like have eaten throughout the day. Imagine that, like paying attention to what my kids eat throughout the day. Um, and if they're a little low, like if they didn't get enough meat in that day or they didn't get enough variety in that day, that's when like, even my little man, he comes up to me the other day and he's like, why don't I have those bears anymore? And he was, I'm like, what bears? And he's like, you know, those vitamin bears. I'm like, oh, no, we, we quit doing that. And then so he now knows that his vitamins come in capsules and they're the ancestral supplements. Like he will do, like depending on the day and depending on what we've experienced or gone through, I mix it in his yogurt and he's like, actually he's gotten to the point where he does it now himself. He'll open up a whole little capsule and put it in his um, yogurt and stir it and eat it because he's like, he doesn't even notice the flavor of, you know, there's no disgusting yeah, there's flavor. No flavor. And he's the I one that has all my, I added, I added to all Judd's foods and he never knows. Yeah. Cause he doesn't like capsules. Oh, really? No. He hates swallowing capsules. I think they're the easiest version. Um, yeah. but my daughter has, um, kidney and bladder issues. So she takes, um, the, the beef organs and she also does that, but you know, like, you don't have to take a vitamin every single day if you are eating a well-rounded diet. And if you are um, like me who tracks your food every now and then, or you do track your food regularly, and you can go to, like, my favorite app is probably Chronometer, and, like, MyFitnessPal is okay, but it's not, like, super accurate. But Chronometer, it's like an orange, uh, it's a white square with a red, like, bullseye apple on it. Uh, in your app store. And this one, you can actually swipe through and look at your actual, like the different kinds of protein, different kinds of amino acids you got from your protein. Well, you know, you know that we can do that on practice better too, right? Yes. I love that. I actually have a few clients working through that with me. Um, it's amazing how you can see what amino acids they're getting. Whenever your clients with us, you can get a, and I think they can see it too. Oh, they can. They see that that side of practice better. I don't know because on practice better, I you can't we can't log in as the client to see what the client's like right. version is, and that's so. So practice better is where we have all of our clients go through. It's where like we have our it, yeah, it's our telehealth. It's we have our own app, and you can download that app, and you can actually document your food, and it gets sent straight to us. Yep. And it's where you can you know you can log that food, and you can see the vitamins and the minerals that you're getting from that food. It's 
it's an amazing app that we have for our clients. It is. And that's, yeah, it's phenomenal. But yeah, like going through and like, I actually take assessment over, okay, what kind of variety did I have today? What am I missing today? And then that's when I decide I, oh, I take most of my vitamins and minerals in the evening anyway. Um, just because I know that that's, that's when I do my self assessment for the day. And I actually sit down and reflect. So like on the last episode, we were talking about like healthy lifestyle, healthy habits. That's something I do every evening, like before I head upstairs for the last time, because I don't, once I'm upstairs, I don't come back downstairs unless I absolutely have to. And so I take my assessment over the kids and I even ask their input. And then I check in with myself and see like, well, what did I do today? What was I lacking? And then that's when I supplement if necessary. And not every night requires a supplement. And sometimes I do teas if I am feeling stressed. Like last night I should have done a, um, I think it's chaga and lion's mane maybe. There is um, a, I can send a link down the bottom if you guys want information on it, but it like seriously calms my central nervous system so that I can actually enter into a peaceful sleep and like let that stress come off of my body so that I can reset and restore but moving on to like, like moving on from supplements and thinking about what diet culture says versus reality. So we've said like, we've said salads, for example, we've said vegetables, like, yes, they don't get me wrong. They are healthy. And that's where you can get fiber and all of that kind of stuff. But you can also get fiber in other sources as well. We've moved into shakes and then we moved into supplements. Lindsay, what is something else that you have that you want to include, make sure we include about like common whatever bread <laughs> I knew that was coming I knew that was coming like as soon as you I know, fiber when you <clears throat> assume that because someone is eating bread they're not on a diet bread can be super beneficial to your body bread can be super healthy for your body and you know I love how a lot of times whenever I'm eating something around other people, they're like, what are, what are you eating? Like, wh why are you doing this? I'm like, I am not on some strict diet. That's one thing that just amazes me whenever I'm around people that don't understand how their body works and they like get onto me for eating something. And I'm like, okay, let's talk functionally. So I now this is going to go into a lot of like ancestral eating. So whenever you eat like your ancestors, whenever you eat around that specific area of the world, that is going to be really beneficial to your body. Um, so I have never really liked bread. Maybe that was because I subconsciously knew that, Oh, bread is unhealthy. I don't like bread. I don't eat sandwiches or hamburgers. Um, that's another reason why I think I didn't like bread growing up because like the, I know I'm super weird, but like the texture of all of the things within the sandwich or the hamburger, like all of those different textures together really makes me get like, it sends off a gag reflex. And I just thinking about it, I can't do it. Like the, the way that the bread texture with the meat, it just grosses me out. Anyway, that being said, so I always have just said, I don't like bread. I like biscuits but that's a different texture. I like some rolls. Um, anyway, so I do like bread. I just don't like it with other things basically. And so I just never ate bread. When I started healing my gut, whenever I started allowing my gut to heal, whenever my body started going through these processes of 
getting to homeostasis, basically, um, I was learning that sourdough bread and sprouted bread is actually really good for you and actually beneficial to digestion. So I started eating sourdough breads and that is a huge part of my body healing and allowing healing to go on in my body was when I actually started eating bread. And a lot of times you hear, oh, gluten is terrible for you. Oh, stay away from bread. Oh, stay away from it. If you're, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to be healthy, you have to stay away from bread. Bread's not bad. Bread is not the enemy here. It's again, it is the way that we process our foods. So, you know, a hundred years ago, in order for their bread to not go bad, they would intentionally ferment it before they made that bread. Then that bread was better for their digestion. They didn't have all the side effects of gluten because when we consume grains of any kind, they have a protective measure on them that actually harms our body when we eat that, that grain. So if we're not properly preparing that grain, it's going to hurt us. So if we are not sprouting our grains, that's the first step is breaking open that seal of the grain and allowing it to become a plant and then creating the bread that you're eating, right? When you're looking for, for flowers or anything, always look for sprouted first and foremost. Then look for soured because it's been fermented. It's already starting the process of being broken down so that your body can process it so that your body is digesting it properly because it's already started to being, it's the fermentation process and the breaking down has already kind of started. And so you're not having to worry about bread being bad for you. So when I started healing my gut, I actually started eating sourdough bread every day. And it has significantly, I, when I started healing, I wasn't worried about losing weight, but I, I was always that person that would like fluctuate my weight, like five to 10 pounds a week, I would just fluctuate because I was inflamed and my body was swollen. For the last year, I have stayed at 135 for an entire year. Like, I don't even think on my period, I've gotten on my, I've gotten on the scales at the gym. Like when I'm on my period, when I'm not on my period, you know, throughout the day, you know, people tell you, you gain weight throughout the day. I haven't. My body has stayed. I have not gotten on the scale and it differed away from 135 in a whole year because I started supporting my body because it was actually processing. I don't fluctuate anymore. Yeah. And a huge part of that is ink. I lost 15 pounds from where I was and where my body was fluctuating all that because I started eating bread. Yeah. That's and, crazy. Yeah. And like, so let's talk about this too. Cause they're like, this is like, I don't find this ironic that I have this story to share. Um, and I'm, again, I'm not using names, but a client this week, um, was talking to me about how she went to dinner with this gal, um, a friend who was on, who did keto and lost a bunch of weight, but they went to a restaurant where they were being served. Um, now we'll talk about quality bread, you know, quality bread matters. Right. But I'm just talking about the idea of getting past eating bread. Um, they were at a restaurant that serves croissants with a really delicious honey butter on it. And, um, so my, client was, or was sitting there and she's like, you know, I know that you told me that I need to eat my bread with my meal so that I'm not having some kind of weird fluctuation. So it was, um, there were three women sitting there at dinner and one of them was like, Hey, you're going to eat, eat your croissant. And my client was like, well, yeah, I'm just waiting until my dinner comes so that I can, I can eat it. And that person that asked 
was a former keto person. And she took offense to the fact that my client was waiting to eat it with dinner. And I think that we, we, you know, I told her, I said, you know, it's, it's a struggle. And I know you just shared this, but it's a struggle as a nutrition expert and profession that when we go out to dinner, people feel like a certain way when they eat around us. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what you eat does not affect me. What I eat does not affect you. So don't make it food again, what it's not that I'm going to eat according to my goals and my lifestyle and my needs. You eat for yourself like this. Like I'm, if you're going to invite me over, by the way, if you're going to invite me over to dinner, I only ask that one, you let me sit in a real chair. I don't want to sit in a plastic chair and I don't want to sit at a bench. And two, I better have some meat. Like, don't try to feed me some cute little vegan meal. I will not, I will have to go to the store and go eat after being at your house. So no. the conversation will probably not and, be great. And even like your pastries and your cookies and your, you know, my mom is somebody who like likes to have a party for like, if she can figure out a way to have a party, she's going to have a party. She loves to host people. And it's like, we were at a football game a couple weeks ago. And she was like, do we want to have a fifth quarter? Everybody can come, come, come over. So she like left like 10 minutes before the game was over. We got home and there was like a huge spread of food that she hadn't prepared for. Like she just loves to do that. And so I, I love being at her parties because she does have a spread of food, all different kinds. Like no, she just, I don't know where it all comes from, but I, one time I was sitting there at her, like at her little Island and I was eating a cookie. What I knew is I hadn't eaten the baby carrots because baby carrots are soaked in chlorine and they are growing in bacteria because whenever you peel carrots, they start to grow bacteria that's very harmful for your gut. So don't ever eat baby carrots again. Eat the royal thing. Um, just got to throw that out there. I had eaten some sausage that was there. Was it grass-fed? No, it wasn't. But I had some protein. I had some vegetables. I had... Um, I had eaten protein and carbs and fat. I made an intentional thought process to eat that again, like in our, our video on lifestyle and habits, I had made that intentional habit to know, okay, I have to eat a fat protein and a carb. Like it's not something I think about anymore, but I knew I had eaten a fat protein and a carb. So I grabbed a cookie. I took that cookie that was, you know, I put it in the microwave for 10, I don't, you really use the microwave very often with my food, but if you take your cookies and you put it in the microwave for like 10 seconds, they taste fresh. <laughs> so I threw the microwave, I threw the cookie in the microwave and I started eating this gooey, delicious chocolate chip cookie. No problem. I was eating it next to a protein. So it wasn't going to spike my blood sugar. Was it the best meal ever? No, it wasn't. But I was at a party. I was going to enjoy the nut chocolate chip cookie because I wanted to enjoy the chocolate chip cookie. And somebody looked across the table at me and they were like, is that the healthiest, th healthiest thing on the table? As they were picking up a carrot. And I was like, okay, I could tell you all the reasons why I am holding this chocolate chip cookie and it is healthier for me than that, that, that carrot you're eating. And you think that you're healthier because diet culture has told you you're healthier because, because we're told, Oh, only eat the vegetables. We're told that's healthy, but that doesn't mean that it is supporting the process of your body. Yeah. Yes. If I was just eating that chocolate chip cookie that was radioactive because I threw it in the microwave, 
yeah, that would have spiked my blood sugar. It would have destroyed my digestion. It would have made, it would have been a terrible mess, but I ate it with sausage that I knew had fat. I had, um, I can't remember. I think she had, I think she had avocado, like guacamole with some chips. So I had some, I had some fat. And so I had had a balanced meal right there. That, that standing there, enjoying friends, enjoying community. I had a full balanced meal right there, a full balanced snack, if you want to call it that. And then I enjoyed a cookie afterwards. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Let's and I wasn't stressed because, you know, the other person who is just munching on car- baby carrots and and ranch dressing, that is really bad chemicals in that ranch dressing. It's poor quality fats. It's disrupting your your liver, your heart health. Ev- that, that ranch dressing that has soybean oil is disrupt is so destructive. But you're eating carrots, so no big deal. The carrots have been peeled. They've been soaked in chlorine. They've been soaked in, in color. Even the organic baby carrots have been, all this has been done to them. And then you're consuming it and you're causing that top, that it's, it's one of the worst bacteria that you can give to your body. The one that grows on carrots, you're eating that. You can't see that bacteria, but it's destroying your digestive system, destroying your digestive process. In place of eating a carrot the way it's found in nature. So just because you want to enjoy the, the, the cookie, you can still enjoy that. Just because somebody says to a nutritionalist, you can't eat that because it's bad for you, doesn't mean that they understand the way your body works. Let's talk about that for a minute, because I know I have some um, 20 somethings clients and because they grew up with Pinterest, like Pinterest is their like uh, background of life. I remember when Pinterest came out. (laughs) Yeah, me too. And I, I don't even use it. So I apologize. There is a crying in my cheesecake um, uh, Pinterest page. I don't even remember the last time. I I have a Pinterest page too on for well and well. Yeah. And I don't. When I was in college. And me and my friends would just sit on Pinterest and look at memes. That's what we used Pinterest for at first. And that was like whenever memes first started coming out. Like we didn't have memes before that. So I was pregnant with my, I did. Well, I was, um, this is when I decided to stop was when I was pregnant with my daughter, my second child. And, um, I would sit there and scroll Pinterest every night and then I would get hungry because I saw all those recipes and foods. So then I would eat like it it triggered me to eat because it's like all that input of all that food that looks so delicious and like I wasn't hungry but I still wouldn't eat um so let's move on to this idea of Pinterest perfect because what you just described as your meal was you last minute your mom's like let's put together this party awesome most of my clients or many of my clients would be paralyzed like oh crap this wasn't planned the only thing that you need to plan with your food is a protein, a carb source, and a fat source. That is it. And if you choose your protein source to be a sausage, like a smoked sausage, or you choose your protein source to be whatever kind of meat or um, yogurt or you know whatever is there, excellent, eggs, whatever, great. Get that protein in first. If your carb source happens to be a chocolate chip cookie, sweet. Leave it there. That's, that's where it belongs as a, as a carb source. If your fat source happens to be, 
um, guacamole. Great. A meal does not mean it has to have like this beautiful plate and this beautiful ambiance and this whatever. A, a beautiful plate looks like a protein source that you can identify a protein source, a carb source, and a fat source. Period. Like yes. that's, that's period. Um, and then the next thing I wanted to make sure, like, um, Lindsay, you brought this up earlier and I took notes while we were talking. I didn't want to forget this. You brought something up that I haven't even thought about in a while, but I know that my clients, I'm sure your clients struggle with this too, is I wrote down peer pressure of not going out with the crowd. Mm. We are freaking adults and there's still peer pressure. There is nothing drinking. Like people will ask you, well, why aren't you drinking? Or people will ask you, well, why aren't you going out? And, th and then they like make it so like they, um, they, uh, what's that called when you put the, your emotions on somebody else or they, um, project their feelings about your decisions on you. And mm -hmm. that causes so much pressure. And it's not just friends. It's family too. Everybody is allowed to have a comment about your food, whether it's good or bad. Everyone's allowed to comment. Like if you're choosing not to drink alcohol or drink alcohol, like everybody's got a comment, but yet there's never support like, Oh, okay, cool. Like we'll see you. We know you're not coming. We know you're not coming out to lunch with us, but um, we'll see you when you get back. Do you want to meet up? Like get your, you want to get your produce or whatever you're going to do and then come meet us. Like, we need to change that mindset and that shift that mindset of what does actual, um, what does mealtime look like with our friends? Because, and then yesterday, let's go to the other extreme. So like we have these people that will tell us, oh, well, you know, you are going to go do that. And it's so much better and like project their issues on you. But then yesterday I was at lunch with my daughter. She went to go to the cheesecake factory for her birthday. So, Again, none of us have appetites yet, so we ordered all this food and barely ate. But these these two women that were at least college age, maybe a little older, I don't know, they were sitting there on their phones giggling the whole time. The whole time. Taking pictures of each other and giggling. And they didn't talk. They didn't even have a you conversation. You why? You want me to tell you why? Yeah. Let me tell you why. They were in their 20s. You mean tell you why they didn't have a conversation? Oh, this gets me heated. This gets me, this gets me real heated. Okay, so I might, yeah. I might, just letting y'all know this is gonna be this is the start of a rant. Because when we are in elementary school, we go, we walk through the line, we go get our trays of terrible food, but that's beside the point. We go get our food, we sit down, and then we have this mean, cranky. I don't know why you hate your life so much lunch lady that has her whistle or him, whoever, and they walk up and down your row. And if you're not eating enough or if you're talking, you get yelled at. So we have taught these kids for my whole generation. We've taught these kids that they sit there, they eat their food. They don't talk. You, you look at your friend, you're going to get in trouble. You're not going to get recess time. So then we're yelling at children as they're eating their food. So, and then, and then, oh, oh, and then they become adults and then they go to a restaurant and then we judge them for being on their phones. I, well, I judge them. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because you're not supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to be conversating with people as you're eating, but you are trained from 
from pre-K, pre-K, so we're talking four years old, you're trained, sit down, eat your food, don't talk to anybody, you have to be quiet, but then when you're an adult, you can't look at your phone. You can't, you, you're, you're around all these people. You're, you're around talking at a restaurant. So you better conversate with the person next to you. I'm sorry. At four years old, I was yelled at for all these years from, from fourth grade through third, for, through 12th grade. If I talked in the lunchroom too loudly, or if I was enjoying my community, I got yelled at. To shut up. I didn't or you got that. recess taken away. So now we're adults and this older generation, this older generation just bashes our generation because we're playing on our phones at lunch. Well, hold on. We created this problem. You we literally right. created this problem because we don't want kids to enjoy their life because, oh, it's getting even deeper. Because kids have to sit down and shut up and don't do anything for eight hours in a day. Yep. Eight hours. We're making kids sit down, don't talk, do what I say. And then we expect for them to be an adult and be able to set their phone down. No, <laughs> no. We programmed them for this because yes. the mean lunch lady yelled at them. I did not grow like that must have been like just enough that you are young enough like below me that that didn't happen for me like we still had we still had recess um when I was in middle school and we still had um like we called it noon rec because we were too cool for recess right we didn't even know what rec was short for um but we still had that and then we had um like really like laid back lunches in high school that we could take our I think we had like a full 30 minutes like once you sat down you had pretty much a full 30 minutes and they let us just kind of wander around and like hang out with our friends. But you just hit on a few things. If you, okay, first of all, I'm going to call out the parents that hand their kids cell phones so that they don't throw a fit. Like I'm, I'm going to throw you under the bus um, that create <laughs> this as well. But let me talk about this from a biblical viewpoint. Mealtime, even back in the old Testament was all gathered around fellowship festivities and fun and relaxation community all of that and you're like we are trying to teach our kids which by the way i'm so i've never been so much like more like validated that there's the reason why we're homeschooling our kids um is is necessary um <laughs> but um when you are so like thinking even about the last supper thinking about the last supper like they literally took, there was a custom. You washed your feet to, because they were wearing sandals and their feet were dirty. They washed their feet. They sat down and they actually reclined when they ate. They were not sitting up in chairs, like all up high. They were sitting back and eating. There was conversation. There was growth. There was community. There was relationship building. There were, I realized that there were no cell phones back in Jesus's time. I get that, but there's distraction. The enemy has never, has, has not created a new idea of, of right. getting his people, his eating uh, is about community. Yes. And that's why every time Jesus was with people, he was eating with them or it drinking community, community thing. Yeah. And so like, we've lost that. So I think that's how we should probably wrap this whole thing up is talking about 
fellowship with our meals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, as a children's pastor, I wanted to fellowship with all my kids. And so I would go to, I, I had kids that were in multiple different school settings. And so I would go visit all these different schools and they were all the same way. All of the schools that I would go visit. And they, these were multiple school districts that went to the church that I was a children's pastor at. And all of the lunchrooms were the same way. They weren't building community. You know, if you want the kid, I get you want the kid to chill out in the classroom and do what they're supposed to do. I get that. But in the lunchroom, bro, why? You just said bro. Let them have, what? I know. You said bro. Let them have community. Yeah. Community is, is what they're craving. And we've taught them that our phones are a sense of community by, by making them quiet. And so this, they're craving something, but this is the only way that they're allowed to get that community. Your kid that is sitting at the table that is throwing a fit at the, at the restaurant they're craving community, but we have programmed them that the, the TV, the phone screen, the cartoons on the screen, the YouTube family that they're obsessed with, you know, the YouTube family that they watch all the time that have these fun videos, that's community. And people don't see it. Nope. It, it makes me want to cry. People don't see that that is your child's community. And think about they know that person. Yeah. They know everything about know them. that person on their YouTube channel. They know them. Do they know you? Right. Yeah. Do they know you? Do they, Do they know, they know their friend across the table at, in the lunchroom? No. Your kid doesn't know you. Your kid doesn't know his friend because we're taught to shut up and sit down and do what I say. And eat this food because we got to give you some nutrients. I hate to go here and be somewhat political, but doesn't that sound very communistic and socialist? Hmm. Doesn't it? I'll just leave that there. It really gets me heated. (laughs) We will try to leave, you know, politics and things off of here that aren't um, appropriate, but (laughs) um, appropriate for our topics. But I just like you, we, in, in America are given the opportunity of free thought, free speech, and the ability to make choices and decisions, whether a good consequence comes or a negative consequence comes yeah. from those. And so, you know, if we take away social and fellowship opportunities, we are not learning what is appropriate. What, you know, like for me, I watch people like not creepily, Maybe it is creepy. I don't know. But I watch people and like, I pay attention. Like, okay, I want to emulate this behavior. I love that behavior. I love that the way this person is handling the situation. Or I'm like, oh no, like no, like, but because I have that ability to stop and pay attention, I'm still of the generation that didn't have cell phones growing. Like, I think I did get a cell phone when I was 16, but it was a Nokia that you could throw on the floor, drive over and you played snake on. And that was what I I had to pay for it myself. And then, um, like, obviously I've had it since, but I didn't grow up with a computer at home until I was in middle school. I was not of that generation that grew up with like access to technology as it is. My parents didn't have a computer. Um, until I actually, I had moved away to college and I had moved back and then I paid for the internet so that we could have internet and a computer at my house so I could do schoolwork in college. Yeah. 
that's I mean that's a legit like that is a legit thing and I think that I think when we okay I'm gonna go off on an, a, a little bit of a tangent here for a minute about why kids are overweight and obese and why and I have a child that was born a, a preemie and, and we have issues because he was given my fortified breast milk so it was like breast milk but then they added in like extra calories into my breast milk um, and he was overweight probably at three months. Um, and so we had to pull back on that and it was fine, whatever, like, but he still struggles with portion control and things. So, and movement, like he is part of his daddy. Like I always joke because he has no, he doesn't have the athletic abilities that come from naturally from my side of the family, but he so wants to. Um, but anyway, like kids are struggling with being overweight and obese. We know this, like we know it, we see it, we, it's in our own homes and the tendency to do that. Why do you think people stuff their face with food? It's because they don't know how to feel. They don't know how to safely go through. Oh my gosh, I feel this way or I'm bored. God forbid you be bored. My parents were like, when I would complain that I was bored, they're like, well, I'll give you something to make you feel like enjoy. Yeah, go mop the floor. Yeah, go pick up the stick. Yep, go do the laundry. We had to go, we had to, we had to mop the floor because mops don't work. We had to use like dish rag, like the little tiny, you know, the little tiny rags. That's what we had to mop the floor with. Yep, that's how my mom, yep, my mom preferred that, like that's the way she wanted the things clean was on her hands and knees, which I get, like it really does clean. Like it's much better, but our kids are not even allowed to be bored. And I remember when I would try to throw a fit when I was a kid, um, I actually had a healthy fear of my parents. So I would stop when I got the look. I look, you go to the grocery store now and how many kids are sitting in that little front part of that of the cart holding their mom's cell phone because their mom can't even teach them or interact with them and say, hey, do you find a blue box down this aisle? Or, hey, can you help me find the radishes? Or like, there's no conversation. Right. With that child and like the things that I think are natural. You know, and you know why? Because we are just as addicted to our phones as the kid is. Yep. And I think that that goes back to this whole lifestyle and this non-dieting thing that we need to remember that diet culture is all about fast and fast results and not for sustainability and not for an actual lifestyle, even though they're going to try to sell it as that. But reality is that we're trying to get fast in everything, everything in our lives, yeah. instant results. And then we're like, uns- not satisfied that our kids like start throwing fits. Well, I know from my experience, if my kids start becoming annoying and clingy or, and my kids don't really fight. Like they, they really want fight. you. They want, it's my fault. It is not their fault. And they don't know how to voice yeah. like, mom, you haven't given me enough attention. My oldest does now. He's like, mom, you haven't played with me in whatever. And I'm like, oh crap. But like yeah. when they are younger, those kids are throwing. But if your kid's me. acting bad, it's your fault. Yep. We just said it. It's like, we don't, we're not going to sugarcoat anything here. I promise you. Um, but and I, and then and then I don't have kids yet, y'all. But I have a lot of young children in my life. Like I have a brother that's six. I have a lot of nieces and nephews. So I'm I'm around a lot of children. I used to be a children's pastor, and I I would see that in my kids at church. Like I would see kids that were acting terrible. Those are the kids I was going to give the most attention to. Not that they were going to get in trouble, but they were craving attention. 
That doesn't mean they're just an attention seeker. There's a reason kids need attention. They need community. When when you don't, what? Oh, I don't have a friend talk to you. When your husband or your wife doesn't talk to you, what are you going to do? You want attention. Yep. Your kid's the same way. Yep. Um, I think my favorite. Good thing I'm not a children's pastor anymore. Right. Um, (laughs) Because that was my opinion way too much. (laughs) No, but sometimes like some people just need to hear these things. And like when I was teaching in the inner city classroom and I had, you know, I had gang members from like, I think it was four different gangs. I had four different gang gangs represented in my classroom. And some of my hardest students were my favorites because I knew that if I just like push them a little bit and then like learned more about them and actually gave them a hot, a hot minute, a hot minute, they would come around. And my classroom management was like, I didn't have a problem in my classroom. I never had a problem. I was able to handle most everything without any support, outside support. And I think that we forget, like, again, we are so fast. We think that going through um, this, going to the restaurant and ordering a salad that, because the salad is fast and it's easy, that that is just so much healthier. We think that fast results mean, oh, but she's like so much healthier than me because she lost this much weight or she got past all of this. So, you know, she got past her disease so quickly. Okay, that's great. But let's see what happens in three to six years. Does that person still have that weight loss? Does that person still have success with their health? Do they still feel great without products? Are they able to live real life and still manage? You know, I think something too, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to wrap this up, but something that's really on my heart. And I think the reason why I really wanted to do this episode was because too many people have come to me or I've witnessed literal PTSD happening in people that have done protocols that, um, there's one that, that starts with an I and ends with a P and then another one that starts with an M, um, and it's fast. And there's another one that starts with an O and, um, these people are coming to me, um, or I've witnessed them losing organs. I've witnessed them, um, in terrible, like mental health that they can't even look at a sweet potato properly. They can't look at watermelon properly. They didn't eat fruit or didn't drink anything else, but plain old water for eight months or more. And they, you know, grits like grits. I know one of my clients loved grits and she, had to give them up for years. And when they can finally eat one of those things that they love, which grits are not necessarily bad for you. Um, she like, when you, when, when I get a front row view of these people's vulnerable moments, it is heartbreaking to think that they have legit mental health disruptions because of seeking the fast results diet culture of diet culture. Yep. And it's heartbreaking. And if you are listening to this and you are experiencing any of that, like any of this that we've talked about has resonated with you. We have, we leave our email address in every single episode's show notes, reach out to us like legit. Like we want to hear from you. If you are struggling with us, reach out to us. If you are someone that is interested in, 
um, wanting to have more conversations with us. I will also put in the show notes our private community where we can have conversations about the episodes and you can have conversations with us and with other um, listeners. You can you can do that and just maybe share some of your things that you've implemented that we've shared with you. This is um, our first season of this podcast show. Like this is our first season. This is our last episode. And we, I know, Lindsay, you can say, chime in here in just a second, but I, from my heart to yours, I am so grateful that we've gotten an opportunity to be in your ears. Like knowing just how important allowing certain things into our bodies and that you would allow us in your ears and in your bodies is just, it's humbling. And we do not take that for granted. It's huge. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you have listened to just this episode or you've listened to this whole season, we are so thankful for you. You know, our, our passion is that we want to help you. We want to, we, you know, we, we started this podcast because a lot of the holistic world is they don't give credit to Jesus. And that's what we want this podcast to be about. We want to give credit to Jesus for Everything that has to do with, with our health, with supporting our body. We are very passionate about supporting your body, supporting your specific bio-individual health. And we want to include Jesus in that because we know that we have no, we have no control. We can work with clients all day long, but if we don't give the credit to the creator of your body, then, well, we're, we're just working in vain there. It's not going to, it's going to totally return void, but we're so thankful for you. We're thankful for you listening. We're so excited to see where this podcast goes. Um, again, this is the last episode of this season. And so we will have our second season uh, come out pretty soon. And we hope that you listen to that as well. But we've just, we're just so excited and thrilled for this community, the, the community that the Lord has led us to and created for us. And so, yeah, just thanks, guys. All right, guys, this is our last episode, like we said, and we hope you have a great one. This is going to come out just um, a couple weeks before Christmas. So, um, Merry but we Christmas. Will, yes, Merry Christmas, and we will be back, and we hope to hear from you soon. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can support this podcast by going to koko-fi.com slash podcast or find this link in the show notes. This helps to support us continue to make these episodes available to you. If you would like to work with either of us, you can find us on Instagram at even the rocks podcast or email us at even the rocks podcast at gmail.com. If you found this podcast helpful, please rate us at five stars and leave us a review. We appreciate you greatly for listening.